It's August 23rd. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, Joe Biden is launching a national tour this week to promote his renewable energy revolution to include electric vehicles. But here's a question. When people plug those cars in, how green is their electric fuel? That's an important part of this debate, and that is coming up shortly. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put this one on your radar. The Chinese government is after America's cows. Well, at least we think so. They've hacked some agricultural software and it's left experts stumped. I'll explain that bizarre story. And finally, the last thing before I'd let you go. I got a sharp-elbowed comment from Cam from somewhere in America. He doesn't like how I pronounce words, one in particular. So I'm going to share with you that word, why it's a pretty big deal for me, and why I think it should actually be a big deal for you too. But first, let's get started with today's main brief. Joe Biden is launching a national tour this week to promote the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which, as listeners know, doesn't actually reduce inflation, but it does spend $370 billion to promote renewable energy. So the hope is that eventually this will bankrupt the oil and gas and coal industries and replace all of it with solar and wind. Now, one of the ways that Biden and his supporters hope to make this happen is to encourage and eventually force consumers to purchase electric vehicles. Now, Biden has said that by the year 2030, he wants at least 50% of the cars sold in America to be electric vehicles. Now, there are some very important national security implications for these policies, and it's why I've spoken about it so much on the PDB. For instance, most of the batteries inside those electric cars are not made in America. Instead, they are largely made in China. So Tesla, for instance, just signed long-term deals with two of its existing Chinese battery suppliers for its electric vehicles in this country. Ford, meanwhile, is buying a huge volume of Chinese batteries for its Mustang Mach-E and for the F-150 Lightning pickup truck. Now, those battery manufacturers in China don't just make the batteries. They or their Chinese comrades also control the battery's materials, the the cobalt and the lithium inside. And and those materials come from foreign mines in places like the Congo, that frankly, largely controlled by China, too. But one thing that we haven't talked a lot about on the PDB, but really we should, is what kind of power is going into those batteries? In other words, let's say that you buy an electric vehicle, you bring it home and you plug her in. So how green or renewable is the power that you are putting inside that battery inside your green vehicle? Because that's really important. Consumers are being asked to buy these electric vehicles all based on the premise that they are stopping climate change. But how true is that? So putting aside the debate of whether or not climate change is even real, what is the source of that electricity that is going into the green vehicle? Well, over the past month, a PDB researcher and I have been asking that last question. We have been calling cities all around America to ask, how green is your grid? So here's what we found. First, a whole bunch of America's local and state utilities do not want to share this information. In city after city, They claimed that either they didn't know their energy mix, in other words, what's renewable and what's not, or they couldn't release the information. For example, in Seattle, Washington, they were just rude. 
and very, very suspicious of why we wanted to know the information, like it was some sort of state secret. And then there was Portland, Oregon. They said that our question was actually a good one, and they hadn't thought of it. So they had to do some digging, which is just sort of bizarre, the, the responses from both of those cities. I mean, if we are switching to all renewables in this country, shouldn't consumers have a right to know where we are currently at in that energy mix and how far we have to go, plus the plan to get there and how expensive it'll be? Well, regardless of the roadblocks, my researcher and I moved forward and we got some information through some, well, creative ways, but regardless, we got it. So let me share with you what we learned. In Seattle, Washington, around 96% of their energy comes from renewable sources, wind, solar, and hydro. In fact, most of it, 86%, is hydropower. So why the secrecy from Seattle? Because you would think that in that very heavily Democrat city, they would celebrate that they are eco-friendly. Well, I'm not exactly sure why they were so cagey, but I have a suspicion, and I think it has to do with fish. So to back up just a touch, Seattle gets most of its electricity from four dams that they both own and operate. Plus, they buy power from dams operated by the Bonneville Power Administration. Regardless, all of the dams are on rivers that used to have big runs of native salmon. But environmentalists and Native American tribes in the Pacific Northwest have for decades waged war against dams because, well, at least their argument goes, dams block the fish from properly swimming past the big structures. You know, never mind the fish ladders, but regardless, it prevents them from spawning a new generation. Now, there is debate about the extent to which that is true in any particular year, but regardless, the solution for environmental activists and many tribes is to rip out all of the dams. And there are plans to do just that at some point in the future, all throughout the Northwest. And if that were to come to pass, there would be an avalanche of issues to deal with. But for folks in Seattle with their electric vehicles, they could start with this. With the dams gone, what renewable energy source will you build? Because it's probably not going to be solar. They only have on average about 130 to 150 days of sunshine in any particular year. Now, as for wind, there is nothing on the drawing board of potential Seattle projects that comes close to replacing the lost hydropower. Now, there is some conversation about an offshore wind project in the Pacific Ocean, but that wouldn't be operational for years. And again, it still wouldn't have enough power nor reliable power to replace the dams. So all of this is to say that I suspect that the leaders of Seattle are reluctant to publicly discuss their hydro energy because for their environmental community, it's not green enough. And that is an uncomfortable matter to admit. All right, let's next talk about Seattle's little sister, Portland, Oregon. Only 35% of Portland's energy comes from renewable sources, and most of that is from dams. But just like in Seattle, those dams have runs of endangered salmon. And the environmentalists and native communities in that area want those dams out too. So what would they replace all of these dams with that they tore them out? Well, the city of Portland is not real sure. Much like Seattle, Portland is gray for most of the year and no good for industrial solar. And as for wind, well, there's some, but it's not enough or sufficiently reliable to replace the lost hydropower. 
So once again, Democrats in Portland, just like Seattle, want to rip out their green hydro energy because it's just not green enough. Now, what's fascinating to me about this not green enough movement, it's that it's pretty widespread when it comes to all energy projects, including renewable. About 10 years ago, the Portland Autobahn Society and Oregon Natural Desert Organization opposed a windmill project in the Steens Mountains. Now, the reason was that the transmission lines would scar the natural beauty of the area and threaten migratory routes of bighorn sheep and golden eagles and sage grouse. Meanwhile, in California, environmental groups like Natural Resources Defense Council and the Sierra Club once opposed the Soda Mountain Solar Farm because of impacts that it could have on the bighorn sheep and the desert tortoise. So all in all, folks, here is what my researcher and I kept finding over the past month making these calls. First, local utilities were not cooperative or were actually very surprised to be asked how green their grid actually is. Second, there was a wild mix of energy sources in cities all across the country, meaning that when you plug in your green car, that electric fuel might not be green at all. For instance, Jacksonville, Florida is about 1% renewable. So finally, we were struck by Democrat groups in places like Seattle and Portland who want to actually tear down renewable energy projects like dams, but at the same time, they are also opposed to building up new projects, including solar and wind, which really left us scratching our heads, wondering, what is this really all about? Because when you put the environmental argument together, logically, it seems like their goal is for us all to have no power live in tents and eat bugs, I guess. So those are the facts this morning. And if I were briefing you in the White House, here would be my counsel and personal advice. There's an old expression that I keep thinking of when I discuss the green energy revolution. The first casualty in war is truth. Now, right now, there is unquestionably a war on traditional energy, like oil and gas and coal. And that's not really up for debate anymore. Not because I I wouldn't welcome that debate, but that is in fact what we have heard repeatedly and quite clearly from Joe Biden and others. And in that war, what's become obvious is that we have lost truth. But we should remind ourselves of truth, so here's some of it. The battery packs in your electric vehicle are almost certainly not made in America, but instead in China, with metals coming from mines operated and controlled by the Chinese government. And yes, the truth is that when you plug in your electric vehicle, that electricity may not be as green as you think, or as green as environmentalists eventually want it to be. So what do you do about all this as a consumer? I mean, how does one person respond to this lack of truth, or at least the incomplete telling of it? Well, start locally, just like I did. You can call, email, or visit your local utility. Ask them what their current energy mix is, what their goals are for the future, and their plan to get there. In fact, I would be fascinated to know what you learn. Y'all know my email address. It's pdb at thefirsttv.com. Meanwhile, really press these folks at your utilities on where their green energy infrastructure is coming from. For instance, the solar panels. Is it China? Folks, you all really have some control on this one. It's a local and a state issue, unlike a lot of things that we discuss on the PDB, which tend to be international. But regardless, once you get all the information from your utility, ask the owner of an electric vehicle in your town how green their electric fuel is when they plug in. Not to be a smart aleck or nasty, but to start a conversation. 
because the truth that comes from that dialogue is the truth that America really needs. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, a closer look at what's on my radar. One quick brief for you on China. They're apparently hacking software related to America's cows, and that's bizarre. We'll be right back. Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. Welcome back to the PDB, folks. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put this one on your radar. China is after America's cows. Well, maybe. That's the surprising finding of an investigation into the cyber hack of a web-based software that monitors America's livestock. And it was done by hackers closely affiliated with the Chinese government. So here's what we know about this very bizarre story. Last March, there was a report released by U.S. cybersecurity firm Mandiant. And what they found was that 18 states were using a web-based software known as the Animal Health Emergency Reporting Diagnostic System, or USA Herds. It's a software that state governments use to track and trace animal diseases in America's livestock. Now, what Mandiant discovered was that the Chinese cyber espionage group APT41 they used a vulnerability in that USA Herds software to penetrate the state government servers that the software was running on. Now, once inside those servers, the Chinese could steal information on not only our livestock, but potentially use those state servers and the access as a leapfrog into other state systems too. But what exactly are the Chinese communists after here? Well, that's really unclear. The most obvious is something related to our agricultural system and our animal diseases. Now, it could also be that the herd software was just a vulnerable toehold into a state government's servers. And once they were in, they got, well, whatever they were really looking for or looking to do. 
Now, up until late last week, Mandiant kept very quiet on which 18 states were targeted by the Chinese. However, after a freedom of information request by an investigative journalist, we know the identity of at least one state, and that is Montana. Now, you may be interested to know that when Montana was asked to release the documents related to this hack, well, they did, but they blacked out large sections of every single page, making specific details impossible to know. So one final piece here. Beijing was asked for a response to this hack, and, and they said this, that their government opposes all cyber attacks and would never support or encourage such activity. Well, we all know that that is a lie. We'll be right back in just a minute with that sharp-elbowed comment from a listener named Cam. We'll see you shortly. Hey there. You've heard me talk about the importance of lifelong learning before. I mean, you should never be too old or too busy to learn something new. Now, we all know time is our most precious commodity, and, and I know that it can be difficult to find the time to study, to learn, to improve your knowledge. That's why I'm excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in some of the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses all available for free. Correct. I did say free. Look, sign up for the Constitution 101 course, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined and under attack, frankly, for more than a century by those who believe it can be changed on a whim or who view the Constitution as a document that can be changed whenever progressive ideas become fashionable. The course is self-paced, so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Look, our country always needs more citizens who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedoms of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and sprawling government. Go now to hillsdale.edu pdb to enroll. Check it out. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu pdb to register. Hey, everybody, let's talk cigars. Now, today's journey begins in the fertile soils where the finest tobacco is nurtured, cultivated, and harvested with meticulous care. It's a marriage of premium Nicaraguan and Connecticut shade tobaccos. They're blended together, and frankly, the rest is history. Now, of course, I'm talking about the Charter Oak Cigar by the Foundation Cigar Company. Foundation Cigar Company is where passion meets craftsmanship, and old-world traditions are mixed with modern-day styles. I first heard about Foundation Cigars from Joe Rogan, and, as usual, he was right. These guys know exactly what they're doing. Their cigars are unique, and they're laser-focused on quality. Nick, the founder, is recommending the Charter Oak Cigar. It's great for the most seasoned cigar lover or for the casual enthusiast. It's smooth, medium-bodied, with notes of cedar, spice, and a subtle sweetness. How's that for a description? So, when was the last time you had a cigar? Well, maybe you're a regular, or you're just looking to change things up. Go down to your local shop, grab a couple Charter Oaks by Foundation Cigar. Their website is foundationcigarcompany.com, or, like I said, they're sold in cigar shops around the country. Look, anybody who's sat around the fire pit, enjoying an excellent cigar and a tasty beverage, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're on the golf course, or, well, frankly, at this time of year, you've just finished a day of skiing. Perhaps you're sitting on the porch with your buddies, or you're playing poker. It's the perfect time to light up a Charter Oak cigar 
from Foundation Cigar Company. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I've got one more thing for you before I let you go. I got a rather sharp comment from Cam from somewhere in America, and he didn't like how I pronounced a word from yesterday's podcast. So here's his comment. Brian, while I realize that a former president of the U.S. also failed to correctly pronounce the word nuclear, well, that does not give license for you to do the same. There is clearly only one instance of the letter U in the word nuclear, and it makes it difficult to listen to the PDB when you continue to mispronounce it. So please do better. Well, all right, Cam, let's talk about that word spelled N-U-C-L-E-A-R. Now, many people pronounce that word as nuclear, and that's how Cam wants me to say it. But others say it nuclear. And that's how President Dwight Eisenhower said it too, and it appears me. But that's not why I care about Cam's comment, nor why I bother to tell you all about it. I want to tell you a story. I grew up in a very rural area with a farming and a ranching family. My dad was the first one to go to any kind of advanced schooling. He got an associate's degree in welding. So when my siblings and I all went through public high school and on to college, that was a really big deal for us. But our humble beginnings were sometimes held against us. For example, when I first started at the CIA, I was at a big fancy meeting, and there were lots of fancy people around the table, and I mispronounced the name of a capital city in Europe. And the man running the meeting stopped. He pointed it out, and everybody laughed. Well, everybody laughed except me. In the 20 years since then, I've learned something about the people like that man and those who laughed. They're people with Ivy League educations, PhDs after their last names. They run places like the CIA and the FBI, the State Department, and the White House, because as they like to remind us, they are smarter and they can pronounce words properly. But here's what I have also learned. Those same smart people got us into a 20-year war with Afghanistan and we lost. They also got us into a war in Iraq a war that spread Islamic terrorism throughout the region and turned that country from a dictatorship to a hellscape. They also fueled the rise of China, allowing the communist regime to grow into the most unimaginable threat that this nation has ever seen. And that's just the foreign policy world. The CDC just admitted that they botched their response to the COVID pandemic. And that is an organization full of nothing but MDs and PhDs. That is fancy people central. I mean, they can properly pronounce Latin words. And yet, despite their record of failure, those same fancy people will still tell the rest of us, you know, the ones who can't pronounce nuclear right or the name of a European capital, well, they tell us that we're not good enough and that we need to, uh, well, how did Cam say it? We need to be better. So these are the words that I heard a lot in Washington, D.C. Basically, you just need to leave it to the experts and all of their intelligence. And, and it's they who will lead the nation. Thank you very much. But friends, I want to tell you something without reservation. They are wrong. People like you and I, the common man and woman who, who come from humble beginnings, who have worked hard, we have gotten knocked down and made fun of. This is our country, too. And no matter how many people may say otherwise, they are wrong. This nation's future is up to you too. You get a voice and so do I. So keep your chins up, keep fighting and, you know, pronounce words to the best of your ability. But no matter what, you will have a friend and a fighter 
in me. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com slash Mike now to save $50. That's ahs.com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver, with amazing customer service and a buyback commitment. They pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899.